You are in Cairn. You look around. You see vibrant colors. All types of people hustling and bustling through the marketplace. As you look around, you see street vendors trying to sell their products to the customers. And the customers haggling them try and get their the best deal that they can. At one of the fish booths is a very large armor-clad tiefling. He holds a fish and is intently having a conversation with the man selling it. The two shake hands. The tiefling puts some gold down on the table and raises his fist in triumph. He then turns around and the man you know as Iroketh is looking in your direction. Once he notices you, he'll smile and wave at you. After that, you hear some kids laughing and playing. As you look onto them, you'll see that they're surrounding a huge black panther that seems to sparkle ever so slightly. He wrestles around with some of the kids and they jump on him as he moves. All at once, they all pile on top of him and he lays down. You know this panther to be Zidane. Off to the right, walking nearby is a young half-elf, Talon Nightbreeze. He's throwing little pebbles down the street and laughing as the kid, at the kids and Zidane. And he looks over to meet your gaze and gives you a little half smile. Sitting on a bench not far off is another young man. He seems to be rifling through a bag. And his hand's going deeper and deeper inside it. Suddenly, his face lights up and, a, and he smiles from ear to ear. He pulls out a small bag and empties gold out into his hand. Astonished Glimweaver. A young elf in sailor's garb runs up to him and speaks anxiously. Astana scowls, and the elf begins to take a few steps back, and then full-on turns around and runs back to his ship. Astana's head, head tilts up, and he looks your way. He lifts up the bag of gold and smiles at you. As you turn around, you notice that you're not really in control of your body. Not as in somebody else is taking control of you, just that your body's moving on its own and taking you somewhere. You arrive at a temple. It's a temple you visited before, but something seems off about it now. Something gives you a bad feeling when you come near it. Nevertheless, you enter the temple, and it's dark in here. Which is weird, since it was the middle of the day outside, and this place has windows all around it. As you walk through the halls of the temple, you come to a hallway. There's a faint glow of eyes at the end. Then another set of eyes appear next to it. Then another. Then two more. Five sets of eyes, slitted eyes, stare at you. You hear a low growl. And then from what seems like out of nowhere, a huge maw appears lit by a wave of flame. The flame is headed towards you, whirling and burning things all around it. Once it is almost to you, a bluish green light appears from the end of a staff. The flame is stopped, dead in its tracks, and there's a woman in front of you, holding a staff. It's Rachel Rose. She looks back at you, smiles, and says, Karnar? You realize that this is not Rachel's voice. But she says again, Karnar, it's time to wake up. Wake up, Karnar. The world blurs all around you. And as you open your eyes, you're back in Bahamut's palace. And Yumi, the serving dragonborn, 
is standing over you smiling. His Holiness has summoned you, Karnar. I will attend. So she'll set a tray down on a table beside a bit, the bed you're laying in. It has some meats on it, and she pours you a glass of water, and then she pours you a glass of wine. He wants you to just come see him today, when you get a chance. I took the liberty of picking you out some nice robes, um, I hung them over there by your window. Before I go, is there anything else I can do for you? No, you have been most kind. Thank you. Um, she'll nod and bow to you. As she's walking out of the room, she'll look back at you and say, Karnar, these last few months with you here have renewed our faith in our kind. With all the things that have been happening on the mainlands with the Dragonborn, having a kind, decent one here has been a blessing. Muhammad made an exemplary choice with you, my friend. And then she'll walk out of the room. So, what do you do? I smile sort of wryly to myself at this point. I pick up the robes that they've placed for me. I put them on. Tie the sash around. And, uh... Blink a few times, wondering where the vision had come from. And, uh... Walk out of the room and head towards where I'm to meet Bahamut. Okay, so when you walk out of the room, you're in the hallway that you're familiar with. Um, There's a few dragonborn walking down this hallway, and as you pass them, they'll greet you. Uh, Some ask how you are, some praise your accomplishments. Um, Everyone seems to generally, generally respect you and like you. And lining this hallway are golden statues of all kinds of different famous dragonborn. Um, you know that there's one on the end that's your very own statue. And, and Bahamut's doorway is at the end of the hall. Alright. As I walk down the hallway and I'm looking at the various statues and as I would do pretty much every day, um, when I come to my own, I look at it again and I shake my head as if to say, eh, okay. And open the door and walk in. So... You enter Bahamut's War Council room. Um, As you enter, you see the familiar sight of the marble gray floors and pillars lining the walls. You see the royal royal purple purple carpet leading up to the platinum throne. And you see the mark of Bahamut engraved on it with silver. And in the corner, standing over a table, looking down, is a massive silver dragonborn who over the past few months has helped you deal with what has happened. You have also helped advise him. He trusts you. You know that your thoughts hold weight with him. He looks up at you um, with his astral eyes and says, Ah, Karnar, glad to see you, my friend. How is this morning treating you? Very mysteriously, my lord. I have been having visions. I haven't had those in a very long time. I nod. Visions? Something along that line, yes. What of? Of my former companions. Hmm. That's very interesting. Um, we have some business to take care of, but can I offer you anything to drink or to eat? I have not eaten, so I would be grateful. Thank you. Um... 
So he'll go over to his, he has a little tray too, and his has way more food on it than yours did. Um, he'll pick up a raw steak, uh, throw it up in the air, breathe some fire, cook it, um, medium rare, and it'll land back on a plate. And he'll pour you a drink and set it at a long table that's in the room. And he'll make himself one too. Sit. Eat. Thank you, sir. I shall. I appreciate the uh, feast. Well, you deserve it, my friend. You've helped me a lot. I wish this could just be one of our regular sessions, but it's not. I need you to play a part again. Where? The material plane. Why? Well, as you know, we've talked many, many times. I have a lot of power, but you know, it's not endless. I can't just eliminate problems with the flick of my wrist. There are others who play a part in things you can't understand, and things I can't understand. But when the need arises, certain things must be done. So, am I to be your avatar, then? He'll nod to you. He'll say, um... I believe there may be one thing in your mind that still may be standing in the way. I feel unworthy, Lord, as you know. I still do. So, your encounter with my kin did not go as you would have wished it. As you know, Lord, I... I still am confused as to how I won. (laughs) For me, it felt as a loss, and it is only through your guidance that I've come to understand that I could never have defeated her on my own. He smiles, and he'll say, You must understand, Karnar, that for a mortal to strike a being like that with whatever kind of help is remarkable. It's one of the greatest deeds that someone from our race has ever done. You managed to draw blood from one of the five heads. That's nothing to be ashamed of. It's not... Yeah, you were killed in the process. But you you have achieved greatness. As you say, my lord, I will listen to your counsel as always, because you are wiser than I. I do not fully understand everything that has happened, but I do understand what you are saying based on our previous discussions. My feeling, however, still remains nagging in the back of my mind that I did not accomplish everything I wanted to do. I'm sorry, my friend, that the opportunity to actually kill her is gone. And that is something that you'll have to live with and accept. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean that your talent should be wasted. And that's why I have this task for you. Tell me what it is, and I will do my best to try and fulfill it. Very well. The god, Bane, is moving. He has been for a little while now. He's gathering his forces, 
and he's stirring his pots. And what worries me the most is that he's not been seen for a long, long time. He's been biding his time. And if he's moving now, there must be a reason. Well, sir, I... In my studies, I, I know of this forest you speak of, but certainly the monastery didn't have great deals of information. If you might continue, I will listen to what you have to say. The information on this god will come in time. Um, you have my word on that. I will send guidance to you. You may not always know it's me, but you will have my guidance. The reason we chose you is you have experience in hunting down followers of evil. You know how it's done, and I need you to do it again. I need you to put an end to this before it starts, or at least give me enough leverage to act. Because right now, my hands are bound. I would be very grateful to be able to be any sort of cog in the wheel of your righteous decisions. He'll uh, slam his cup down and say, Ha! I knew I could count on you, Karnar. That's why I'm going to return you to the material plane and have you seek out his followers, interrogate them, and then eradicate them. If it is what I think it is, there will be no middle ground. There's no reasoning with the soldiers. I'm kind of used to that if you had not witnessed in my past life. What am I to have companions? Are there other dragonborn that I'm to meet with? Where am I to go? Well, Karnar, Bane is another god, and my power cannot completely protect you from his. I can make you a hell of a lot stronger against him, but you can still be killed. Do not engage Bane himself, or you will die. That doesn't mean come back here either, my friend. You'll be gone forever. And, um, he'll pick some papers up off his desk. About your friends? We'll get to that in a second. Uh, he'll sit through the papers a little bit more, and he seems to find what he's looking for, and he hands the parchment to you. And on the parchment is a black three-clawed talon pointing down. Um, he'll say, That is Bane's symbol. His legion will bear that mark somewhere. Be careful, though, because he can create powerful warriors. And then um, Bahamut will place a clawed hand on top of your head, like his hand. Mm -hmm. And he'll say, Karnar, if your interaction with my kin has taught you anything, it should be that there are strength in numbers. You should seek out people you trust, and you should trust them to help you. The task will be difficult if you have help. It will be impossible if you're alone. I can't send any more agents out now, so it will be on you to find your companions. You need to make them believe in the cause that you're fighting for. Only then will they have to drive to do have the drive to do what needs to be done. And as his hand sits on top of your head, you begin to feel something course through your body. You feel good and you feel happy. And you feel like this being, this God in front of you, is leading you in the right direction. Your belief in him 
grows tenfold and you feel like you want to be more devoted to him than ever before. You feel his, his power flowing through you. For a brief moment, you feel absolutely invincible. And then underneath his hand glows a bright white gold liquid. And it begins to completely consume your body. It runs down slow like molasses and covers your robes. It covers you from head to toe and then it hardens as hard as steel. You can't move your arms or anything. Um, Bahamut removes his hand and when he does, the coating around you shatters everywhere. And when you look down, you're clad in armor. And he'll say, Karnar, I believe in you. You have done your avenging work. It's time for you to protect. Protect the material world. Protect your friends. But most of all, protect your beliefs. And he'll point to an iron sword laying in between you guys on the table. And he'll say, That sword is yours. And so when you look at this sword, it looks plain as hell. Um, just a regular iron sword. And he'll say, Take it. Thank you, sir. At this point, there are tears just streaming down both cheeks. <laughs> so are you taking the sword? Yeah. As soon as you touch this blade, um, it ignites in a white light and it glows. And you feel the true power of this sword. And he'll look back at you and he'll say, While your time of binging is over, we must not forget the most crucial parts of us. This sword will be called Holy Avenger. And no one will be able to wield it, wield the power of it, if they're not as devout as you. And then he'll walk over to you and put his arm on your shoulder and say, It is time, brother. Set forth. Your true destiny has yet to be decided. Your fate is in your hands. The shine will give off an even brighter glare until all you can see is white. What's up, guys? Everything on the Distractions Podcast is sponsored by NativeLouisville.com. It's a Louisville local clothing line. He makes all the hottest gear and stuff that we wear right here in Louisville. This guy's been making clothes since he was 13 years old. He's now 23, and he's still growing. He's influenced by a lot of pop culture stuff, a lot of high fashion stuff, and a lot of streetwear kind of stuff. You can find anything from shirts, hats, joggers, umbrellas, bracelets, all of that kind of stuff is on his site. He's also working on putting together a movie. He's trying to build an empire, and we here at Distractions Media want to help him. So if you guys could, please go check out his site at nativelouisville.com. If you enjoy the kind of stuff we do, then you definitely want to go see it because he is allowing us to do this. He fully supports the stuff we do, and we fully support him. So do us a favor, guys. Go check out nativelouisville.com. This has been a Distractions Media production. For more info, you can check out everything we do at distractionsmedia.com.